Well, Pastor Tom was supposed to be here this morning, and uh, he is sick. So Friday evening, he emailed us and said, I'm not well, but I'll try to record the message on Saturday, and uh, we'll have a recorded message for Saturday. And uh, finally, Saturday morning, uh, we hear that, well, I'm not well enough to record a message. Uh, any of you have uh, a sermon ready on short notice? Well, I saw these emails and texts only Saturday late morning. First response, don't answer anything. <laughs> Be patient. <laughs> so two of the other person addressed there said, well, I'm busy. I have this and I have that. I can't. And then uh, Pastor Tom asked me, well, uh, do you have a sermon? No. Uh, ready? No. Can you uh, share a devotion that you did uh, to the staff uh, recently? And I said, okay, well, we'll see what I can do. And so I'm here to share a devotional that I presented to the staff in, in, in March. And uh, so it's going to be a short message. Uh, not much time to prepare and polish and develop these uh, thoughts there. But uh, in the month of March, I was reading in 1 Thessalonians. And uh, so I come and open the book and start reading, and I come to verse, uh, verse 3 there. I'll start in verse 2. Paul saying to the congregation, We always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, right there, there is a, a full message with three points already made, faith, uh, love, and, and hope. And so I was re as I was reading this passage and starting the book of uh, Thessalonians, I thought, wow, this is really reminiscent of... Uh, First uh, Corinthians thirteen thirteen, where Paul says, "And now these three remains: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love." Okay, so I continue to read, and uh, as I continue to read in the book of Thessalonians, I have noticed that love and faith are often paired together. Of course, here and there, Paul talks about love, talks about faith. But in a number of passages, they are paired together. For instance, in chapter 3, verse 8, he says here, uh, verse 6, But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and about your love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, that you long to see us, just as we also long to see you. Good news about your faith and about your love. Okay, that's when I started to notice a, a pattern there. So I come to a chapter 5, verse 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So again, faith, love, and, and hope. Um, so I continue my reading. I arrived in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. And we read there, 
We ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Wow, again. And uh, so, when you read, when I was reading, and the following days after I prepared this, I've noticed the same pattern. In uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, the goal of this command, which comes from a pure heart uh, and a good conscience, uh, the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And then in Philippians chapter 1, verse 5, because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. And then in Gal- Galatians chapter 5 and 6, I was reading in the following days. Notice this one too. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So I've noticed that while it's here and there, maybe it's one or the other, but very often it's not one or the other, it's both faith and love together that Paul refers to. I ask myself, okay, why? Why is he pairing these two together? Well, it's very simple. It's because faith and love are the heart of Christianity. Faith and love are not a priority among many other priorities. They are not an essential among other essentials. They are really the heart, purpose, and core of Christianity. They are the heart and core of our relationship with God and of our relationship with one another, right? We are told to love the Lord our God with all of our being, with all of our strength, heart, mind, and soul, and body. We are also told to love our neighbors as, yours, as ourselves. These two are the central, the two most important commands that uh, Jesus said when he was answered the question, what are the greatest commands? And we're also called to love one another as Jesus loved us. That's a new command that Jesus gave us in the New Testament. We are called to exercise our faith towards the Lord, to rely on Him on a daily basis for, for everything that we need, for everything He asks us to do. We are called to lean on Him in challenging situations and see how He will see us through and what He will do to open doors and so on and so forth. The rest... Beside these two central things, faith and love, the rest of the New Testament are just footnotes when you think about it. Everything fits under there, fits under these two things. And of course, hope as a third one. When you think about it, faith and love are the purpose of salvation. We are saved to enter into a new relationship with the Lord, a loving and trusting relationship with Him. And to love also a new people 
a new family that we are made part of. Faith and love are also the purpose of sanctification. Sanctification is about purifying our faith and our love. It's about taking away the things in our life that prevents us to increase our capacity to love and to trust the Lord. This is what the process of sanctification is all about. Removing these obstacles. Faith and love are also the purpose of the law. It was the purpose of the law in the Old Testament. The Pharisees made it do's and don'ts and all kinds of works there. Although it was part of it, it was only the expression of the main thing about the Old Testament law. Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, the entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. That's what the law was all about, to love the Lord your God, to love your neighbor of yourself, as yourself. All the commands are an expression of love in the Old Testament for the most part. And when you come to the New Testament, faith and love are also the purpose of this new law, the law of Christ, the royal law that we hear and read here and there in the New Testament. This new command is about, as we said before, loving one another and the family of God as Jesus loved us. He has exemplified this love for us by laying down his life. Faith and love are also the purpose of teaching and preaching. Too often we have made teaching and preaching about learning facts, about learning information, about do's and don'ts, but it's, it's not about that at all. It's about transformation, learning how to love and to trust more. That's what the purpose of preaching and teaching is all about. Faith and love are also the purpose of ministry. We read in chapter 4 of Ephesians that the purpose of God giving gifts to the church, gifts in the form of talents and the form of people who are exercising certain gifts, it is for the purpose of equipping the people of God for, for ministry. And ministry is about love and faith. It's about teaching others to love and to trust the Lord. It's for the purpose of coming to the unity of faith, Paul says, and also to the fullness of Christ in our lives. Well, faith and love are also the purpose of the Great Commission, which is about teaching, going out, teaching, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey His commands. To obey is to love. This is the testimony of the church, to love to the world out there. So it's about a faith that is growing. It's about love that is increasing. But it's not about a cheap love or cheap faith. Certainly there is affection about love and about trust. There is a heart affection, but it's much more than that. It has to translate into action. It's a faith and love with actions attached to them. First Thessalonians that we read before 
talks about this. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. So love and faith are translated into action. That's what genuine faith and love are all about. James chapter 2 tells us that faith without works is dead. It's just an intellectual ascent, knowledge. If you see needs around you and the family of God and you're not acting upon them, well, that's not real faith. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 is, tells us the same thing as well. The example of Jesus was a love that laid down his own life for us. This is how true love is recognized. It's recognized by, by action, exemplified by Jesus. Love and faith are at the heart of Christianity. They go together, they are not separated, and they are not theoretical. They are not simply knowledge. If it's not our focus in our Christian life and our Christian growth and our Christian commitment, we're missing the point. We're about things that are secondary. This is to be the focus of our life. This is what will make a difference in times of challenges and times of crisis. It is supposed to be our brand as Christian, right? Trusting God, loving one another. Jesus said, by the love that you have for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. Without love, we have no brand. We have no testimony. We have no impact in the world at all. It's about a faith that is growing and a love that is increasing. That is the purpose of our Christian life.